You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. This is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. My name's Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. And I am the hedonistic pleasure seeker, the Grandmaster. I was going to say, what are you this week? I thought <laughs> I you were the Grandmaster. Just, that's <laughs> how Jeff Goldblum described his character this week. I thought you were going to say Jeff Goldblum. I was like, Goldblum. I like it. <laughs> he is a weird cat. <laughs> the hedonist. Although he's aged very well. We were discussing that the other day. Should I add shows. him to your bracket of man crushes? <laughs> well, on the ner- on the more nerdy side, I'd guess that guess so. I was there's, trying, a br- there's a nerdy yeah. bracket because uh, we were talking about. I was like, <laughs> he has like physical strength, and then like right. you know, mental acuity. Yeah. 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 But I was trying to. Well, that's what we were talking about. I was like, has he had any work done? Because he looks pretty much the same he has for the last forty years. So, all right. Well, guys, you're in for a treat. I have everything figured out. We've been waiting with me. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna do a little test and, and we're gonna see where we fall. Okay, has anybody heard of the Mandela conspiracy? Is this like Gaia? No, completely different. Okay. Well, you know, Mandela from Africa that became president and stuff. Nelson. Nelson. Yeah, Mandela. Yes. Okay. This is where it goes back. Do you, any of you guys remember, like, hearing back in the, I think late 90s that he died in a prison, but then he was fine and he became president. Do any of you guys remember that vaguely? That's before the internet, so I can't imagine that rumor spreading. No. I remember him being in prison. Okay. But you don't remember ever hearing of him dying? No. No. Okay. I mean, he's... Is this like that Bernstein Bears thing? Oh, Lord. (laughs) Yeah, now you're cooking. Oh, great. We're in a parallel. That's real, Jordan. That's proof of time travel. All right. I'm sick of these stupid parallel worlds we're in. (laughs) All right, Seth. Stop messing with the timeline. Whoever's doing it. This question is for you. When Luke is battling Darth Vader and (laughs) Darth Vader tells him that he's his father, what does he say to him? I'm sure that it's not right, but Luke, I'm your father. Cliff? He says, Obi-Wan never told you. What happened to your father? That's how it starts out. Yeah. No, the end, the end part where he like ends up screaming. Like, ah! what, what Luke like, said or what Darth said? What, what yeah. Darth says? What Darth says? It's not Luke the. Screams. It's not Luke. I am your yeah, father. That's like what I'm everyone quotes. Or, yeah. Or, yeah it's, okay. Everyone quotes the movie yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's no. I am your father. Right. Yeah. But everyone says it's Luke. Uh, another one is it's not sex in the city. It's sex and the city. Is another one people think of, but anyway, they're, I'm they're constantly saying that. <laughs> people correct me all the time. Now, now here's here's a good one. Do you guys remember in 1990? You know, we we all grew up with the Brady Bunch. At, so no matter where we fit, we all grew up with them. Um, do you guys ever remember in the 90s there was a show called The Brady's where it took place like it was like it just continued a series. They were all older. They all had their own kids. Uh, no. I remember maybe like a like a TV, TV movie. movie okay. but it wasn't a series that I recall. No. Do you, Jordan? I I don't have any idea. Okay. 
This this is where it all comes to. Oh, here Guys, we go. I am from a parallel universe. <laughs> this is why I pronounce things differently. This is why things are so incorrectly from my universe to your guys' universe. And what has happened was back in middle school, I was walking down the road. And <laughs> he's pinpointed it. Yeah. And I was I'm walk- sure he's got a big chalkboard somewhere with, with lines yeah. drawn like Doc Brown. He's, yeah. he's found where the timelines of the no Doc Brown in his universe. Obviously, the time continuum has been disrupted, creating this new temporal event sequence resulting in this alternate reality. And I, and I was walking down the middle of the brick road on 6th Street towards the Mound Cemetery. And I was looking up at the trees. I envision raising my vibrations to go to a parallel universe because because we're just separated by vibrational frequencies. I didn't realize that's it just known. We all know that. Well, right? it, no. that's how it works on the Flash. And <laughs> crisis on. But anyway, um, so I did not realize that I had traveled to a parallel universe because up to that point I was a straight A and B student. And then everything took a, a nosedive after this that. This was the first grade, right? Yeah, this, Between this was, kindergarten and first grade up till then. This was middle school. This is like <laughs> oh, yeah. seventh grade. As a, so this is what has happened. Because the whole um, CERN and the um, – uh, oh, what's it called? The collider? Thing? Yes, the collider thing because they're messing around. What has happened is our universes are colliding together and they're merging, and events and times are slightly changing just so enough. So your constant bad luck is like the universe trying to correct itself, yeah, and get rid of you. Yeah, yeah. It's trying to erase me. We're of going to chafe him off like dead skin. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. That's why you can never catch a break because the universe. Yeah, you're an incong. You're in- incongruous with our universe. And, and th- I think this is what has happened because. I have a side of me that is very logical and, and a side that is very artistical, and I think when I, I crossed over, I merged my personalities together. So they're constantly at war because one's in one universe and one's in another. Your drive over and here is too far. <laughs> <laughs> you have too much time on your hands. I want to know which which universe includes the word artistical. <laughs> my, oh, so anyway, no, I was to wrap this up. I was going. Do you down. think of this on your walkabout? Poor Marietta, but that he went to like a higher consciousness. That that was my. Bicycle, he, he biked. He biked his way to the next dimension. <laughs> well, if you go around the um, Oak Grove Cemetery nine times and hang a left at the fork. You never mind, but uh, to, to I actually I remember cutting through Mount Cemetery all the time. And there was one space where there was a bar missing that you could cut out the top yep. right hand side. There's doors the everywhere. There's doors everywhere. I gotta go in and out of my. You know, I was so close to getting caught in Michael's dimension. <laughs> oh, but anyway, to wrap this up, if you go on YouTube, there is all kinds of I, I heard, videos. I heard. Did you guys know that if you go on YouTube, there's all kinds but, of videos? Well, I'm talking about like conspiracies. Oh. And it's just like there's a whole there's a whole section of people still believing the earth is flat and they do all these tests to prove that it's flat and this is another one where they're saying that and and all it really comes down to is just your mind is remembering things differently it's a common it's very common you were raised by the brady bunch i'm still confused about that (laughs) yeah what you didn't answer that oh well if you go that are you really cousin oliver what are you trying to tell us well no one remembers the show in the 90s called the brady's where they re just continued the sag of the the brady bunch on 
But <laughs> There's it, a way less complicated answer for that. But if, it was, no if one you cared. go on YouTube and search, you can pull up episodes, the whole thing. And that's what they were saying is that's actually from the parallel universe. Mm. And that's why none of uh, none of you guys remember and YouTube it. is the catch-all for <laughs> uh, all this stuff. Well, I mean, it's we can go into the – a certain type of person. That's what <laughs> see, you don't understand is the interwebs are all connected to between dimensions. It's just not out there in magical land. All right. <laughs> Hey, that was, I, I don't know where it. we go from here. That might bring us to the real reason we came here tonight. Yeah, Michael. <laughs> it, it's t- You brought this up last week. <laughs> you brought it on yourself, really. Uh-oh. You, you created your own new segment called To Share or, or Not to share. to share. And we, we thought it was time we sat down with people who love you. And had an intervention. Come on in, everybody. And let- Come on. <laughs> I went in. <laughs> the look on his face there for a second. Because <laughs> we three and all our listeners, they love you, but they know you have a problem and you're a shareaholic. Like, for instance, the whole first part there. <laughs> you don't know when to, when to share and when not to share. Monday, I counted between 9 a.m. and midnight. 41 Facebook posts. <laughs> hey, that was during my walkabout, though. They That's weren't just, all walkabout. Yeah. I was having an emotional crisis and a breakdown. I needed to share So it. was I. <laughs> I think we all were. I was like, where's the, where's the part where he stops at a computer and posts the podcast? <laughs> um, yes, people, I do apologize. Um, I did not get the podcast done in the last two weeks, unfortunately. That's all right. Uh, he Let's was posting so, on Facebook, though. So, confront this, yeah, him. This, this okay. is a safe, it's a safe place. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking that on the way over here, I don't let my freak flag fly enough, and I need to just go all <laughs> to the wall, and now you guys are oh, saying I need I to, encourage like, that. No, definitely. <laughs> to rein it in. Uh, can I read my letter? Uh, oh man! Give us the abridged version, yeah. Here, just the abridged version. <laughs> it says, "Dear Michael, we don't do, talk do, about do, it ever, do, 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 do. but I love you very much. <laughs> I know you love me very much, and you're very proud of me. I wouldn't be doing this podcast or have my own podcast if it weren't for you. You showed me how much fun podcasting can be, and what a tool social media is. You encouraged me and supported me by sharing our podcast through Facebook." This gave me the confidence I needed to create my own Disney podcast and share it through Facebook and social media. When I couldn't get the recording software to work correctly or had issues, you were the one whose shoulder I cried on. You were the one I trusted. You helped me get through it. Michael, your Facebook addiction has been part of our lives for a very long time. We didn't get here overnight. It is... (laughs) supposed to be serious. It It is running your life. When I check my account to check in on my own Facebook, if it's too late in the evening, you flooded my wall with upwards of 40 to 50 posts a day. I know you wake up in the morning and your thumbs are hurting. When we talk later in the week, you don't even remember what you posted about. Sometimes you're exhausted and passed out, and we don't get to talk at all. When I come to visit you and I'm sitting in your driveway... If you're online, I'll try to wait a little while because I don't want to catch you secretly posting something weird or unrelated to anything. I do this to save you embarrassment. Or else I try to make a lot of noise outside your door so you know I'm coming and you can exit the Facebook app. (laughs) 
If I show up your ha- at your house late in the evening, you're exhausted from Facebooking all day. I see it in your eyes, hear it in your speech, and watch you move back and forth from the kitchen cupboard to the couch with an occasional trip to the bathroom to post while no one watches. I love you, and I don't like seeing Facebook sucking the life out of you. We're all here together because we want want you to accept help. We're here to help. Will you accept our help today? I'll think about it. <laughs> Sorry, it was a little long, but I couldn't help it. It what? got to the point. <laughs> but to give him an example, we, we all we all chose an example. Well, at, uh, this was the one that put me over the edge. I think I just I knew you needed help. It was June seventh, six forty four a.m. When the rest of the world was sleeping, you posted an album of 382 pictures of owls. <laughs> Damn it, I would defend that. I love them owls. And you, you did your comment it. was, there's just something I dig about owls. <laughs> Unquote. And the world needed to see the album. <laughs> Cliff, do you have a specific post that bothered you? The one I chose was a uh, a post of a picture of socks, men's socks. <laughs> no, were they puppets? It, no, they weren't puppets. <laughs> there's they, there's they were, been multiple socks. Yeah. Let's get to the point. Multiple socks. This particular, <laughs> this particular pair of socks had uh, were printed to look like Jesus oh, sandals. sandals. <laughs> oh, that was funny. And, and the comment said, yep. <laughs> And yes. I wondered to myself what the yup was in reference to. I, 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 the point I think that where you said that where you said there, yeah, that was funny. But what the rest of us do, if inclined to press anything, it is like we push like we don't Not push share. share everything. Um, I went a little more personal. The, the uh. There was two separate posts in the last couple weeks. There was one of close up of your bare left leg. Which what there were two of those. But and then just oh, a week later man. was a close up of your arm. <laughs> I don't remember what they were in context. <laughs> but close up body parts are unnecessary. <laughs> Well, I know the close-up of the leg was occasionally I will get someone that will Facebook message me and it not be the person that it is. It's obviously that they're... You mean you may have come in contact with so many people on Facebook <laughs> that you may have picked up some shady people. Yeah. And so you sent... sent you take a picture of your leg? That's two friend or not two friends, a different segment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have too many Facebook friends. We're doing to share or not to share. It, it's very obvious, like, with talking with them, they're not the person who they say they are. So I immediately start messing with them and, and asking weird questions and saying weird things. Are you and- messing with us? <laughs> <laughs> Is this just a giant joke on us? <laughs> just yesterday, we had the share of 50 beautiful birds. <laughs> Now, guys, a lot of these are, are artistically related. What? Do you ever go back to these? Like, you share them as, like, photo reference. 
Yeah. Do you ever go back and use no, them? No, don't it's even. On my, say. It's on my to-do list. Okay. Yeah, exactly. His to-do There's, list is there is seven like, years of shares. He can scroll back. I know through. there is hundreds of artist art, artistic references of uh, other artists that have drawn stuff. Artistic. That I, I have shared from other people that have them in mass albums, and the Where, idea okay. so we, is to we, print those all out at one point in time. <laughs> Someday he's going to print, <laughs> print out how many owls. <laughs> You t- you you try to tell me baby owls aren't cute and you, yes, and like right. first thing in the morning it's the best thing to look at so look at it you don't have to like I don't know owls are cute but I want to share it with people I can't oh. say I've ever had that thought like I wake up in the morning and I'm like damn I wish I could look at some I just owls rarely right now. share anything on Facebook because I've got all this other crap that he puts on there to look at. <laughs> Guys, there it is. So you're, sorry, are you putting it on there? You're saying you're, it's archiving this for you by you sharing all this? Some of it. <laughs> uh, some, some. You of can't it. just like it. And it puts it somewhere. No. No. It doesn't work that way. You got to share. It. <laughs> Not on his. <laughs> on his. Okay. And it doesn't help that I like get friend requests all the time, and it's people I don't know, and I always accept them. And then they start sharing and weird then we, stuff. But and then, we have then accepted them. Yeah, we're we are friends with all his friends. I'm like a virus. <laughs> that's, Guys, that's well put. Yes, there is an unfollow button. <laughs> that feels insulting, though. Yeah, we're trying to be somewhat supportive here. So, like, so what is a normal? day of sharing or posting like what's the limit are you guys trying to put boundaries and shackles on me and hold me down <laughs> i'd be comfortable with five you're five? like five a day five? i could go through today and not find two that mattered that you put that you shared today and i'm i'm allowing three frivolous ones <laughs> i'm at the complete opposite end of the spectrum because i don't like or share anything on there yeah I always feel like I'm, you know, like ah, I don't want to bug. Because I know like, that everybody that follows yeah. me has to see it, and I know they don't necessarily want to take those two seconds. That adds up when that's now several minutes that every day hundreds of people spend because of Michael. <laughs> but now, going back to that, in my defense, you guys have had to like some of the things I've shared, or my stuff won't be showing up on your wall. No, I never like any of that <laughs> ever. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. It just Did shows up. Did you ever accept me as a brother-in-law? No. Okay. <laughs> because I know in my feed that if I don't like other people's stuff, it'll throw them out of the feed after a while, and I have to go well, back. Facebook and like has them. started like ranking. Yeah. And you're always at the top. Anything, anything. I, you know. But I just think it thinks that if I haven't unfriended them by now. <laughs> It must mean I want to see this. That's not the truth. The, the algorithm's wrong. <laughs> the matrix is wrong. Whereas I have like six or seven different pages on Facebook as business pages, professional yeah. pages, and no one sees any of it. Right. They hold them hostage to try to get you to pay for advertising. That's what I experienced. Yeah. And I, so I don't. I need to hire Michael as like my social media director. <laughs> Because he gets the word out on all this stuff. But my then, baby owl business is yeah. going to blow up. Hey, I, I get like I get a lot of business through Facebook and doing all my media crap because 
I get people that call me that have never heard of me, but they know of me online. And all they think is professional. <laughs> well, I have a professional page, too. I love, the way that I look at it is my Facebook page is my Facebook page to be as freaky-deaky as I want and share my inner whims and wilds That and is not how anybody else looks at it. So all the listeners out there, everyone who's downloaded an episode of our, of our podcast – can friend Michael K. Easton on Facebook. <laughs> yes. He wants to be your friend. He will not turn you down. No matter He'll who share. You are. He will not. He will skip liking what you post yeah. and share it, whatever it is. So yeah, if you have matter. any kind of spam or anything you want to get out into the world, send it Michael's way. We'll see it. Yep. I thought I had posted a couple really good posts lately where I well, had my little – It's, hard to, to, it's hard to tell. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to tell because <laughs> after a while, I mean lines. I'm just sifting through like 20 posts, Michael Kasten, Michael Kasten, Michael Kasten. All right. What, what I really love and true eagle mani- – ma- uh, Go with it. Yeah. <laughs> true eagle mani- manical <laughs> – One more. Uh, third dimension's kicking in. <laughs> oh, third, let's go for fifth. Uh, the egomaniac that I am, it's nice to know we have talked 21 minutes about me, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll share this freaking podcast. <laughs> I will say I do get a nice cross-section of Facebook, like, because you know, we see all the people you share, and, like, yeah. it's comic professionals and indie people and oddballs of all stripes. Yeah. We, we get a nice... We get a nice view of Michael's social circle. It's like broke up in three parts. There's the freaks and geeks, there's the comic nerds, and then there's the exercising people. I feel like I never really have to go to a comic convention for the rest of my life because every yeah. day is a comic convention on yeah, Michael's Yeah, when, we ta- when we were talking about the X-Men costumes last week, all I was thinking was, if you want to see some cosplay, follow Michael K. Eason. He'll show you that and all kinds of other things. Uh, all right, let's get down to Braxton. Brass tactic or whatever. Yes, that, that. Yes, <laughs> this is a highlight. This is a going to be a classic episode. <laughs> I can already tell you. Uh, okay. I don't think we've solved it, guys. I don't think we've no. broken his addiction. I think he he's tried well, to convince the good us of something. He's too far like, gone. Th- this will help a little bit, guys. Is with my new phone and my new carrier, I do not get data service at my second job in the evenings. I have to physically walk outside. To get actual data service on my phone. So maybe that'll... Hey, that sounds good to me. Okay, let's talk some TV. You have failed this city. Run, Barry, run! Marvel and DC on TV. I am Supergirl. What's your name, darling? Agent. Jobless! Teen Teen Wolf's (laughs) gonna be on Supergirl, right? Yeah, I wish... Marty McFly... Well, it's not Marty. <laughs> I know. I know. I really well, but I'm even... I, I, dimensions colliding and all that. Okay. Well, what's funny was I was going to go with that. <laughs> he was Jason Bateman in my dimension. <laughs> yeah. uh, Eric Stoltz. The, uh, yeah, the guy from the Teen Wolf yeah. on MTV. I have no idea who he is. Tyler or something. different things. Um, I didn't know whether he'd read about it or cared. Yeah. So he's going to be Superman, right? Evidently, everyone's saying Tom Welling, but I don't think Tom Welling wants it. Uh, like, he wants as far away from anything Superman-related as possible. Well, they cast this guy. Yeah, this guy it's, our, it's a done deal. So. But I would have liked to yeah. see Tom Welling. And I have never even heard of this 
Bendis comics, Garlet, that's going to be for on Cinemax. What is that about? It is, it's like a young, I think it takes place in Portland, so it's some young hipster teenagers, college-age kids, and her boyfriend is killed by the police, and so that kind of radicalizes her, and she, and like, the city starts, I don't know, it's so late, it started, I think they put out ten issues in about five years, so it's, mm. I don't even, I barely remember. Yeah, the, I saw the there wasn't issues, very many issues but, out, but. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's nothing. very political, it's very. You know, young people taking on a corrupt system kind of thing. So it's very topical for today. But. What What's going on with Cinemax now that they're getting into production of all these? Trying to keep up with everybody else. It, they're they're HBO also, so it's HBO's doing oh, okay. it. Okay. They're, they're the, same, the same sister station, yeah. yes. Yeah, so they're doing it for them. Um, and then I saw where there had been talk about it, Mallrats 2 forever. Now it's going to be a TV show. like nice. Coming episodes. to Netflix? Yeah, I don't. I don't know that they said what it's going to be on. I, I didn't I, see. You would assume. But I think that's what I read. Was okay. I didn't what's, see that. What's like, really like if you are a huge uh, Kevin Smith fan, fan, um, you can go on YouTube and search the Clerks pilot because it was actually there was a pilot made after the movie. I've mm. watched that. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, mm. it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, I I don't have high hopes for this, but they're gonna have like. 18 returning characters like everybody's going to be up Everybody, there yeah <laughs> old. it would be interesting <laughs> if they had a live audience and someone come walking on he'd clap like i love that movie but i don't know that i need to see it continued so they could do something interesting with it but i doubt that yeah they could they could somehow to, to, yeah. to this point is a little odd well, that's yeah. why i like but i didn't really like clerks too but i liked that they dealt with you know, the first one, they're in their 20s. This one, the clerks, too, yeah. they were in their 30s. And it's like, we're still working these crappy minimum wage jobs. There was a spark there. Then yeah. it just became dumb jokes. But I could see that with Mallrats. of like, you know, we're kids and never grew hey, up. Hey, I'll like accept. If it's at, at least at that level, um, it's a success as far as I'm concerned. Silent Bob will be a security guard. <laughs> I want to see him flying through the mall again. Like Kevin Smith just seems a little... He's got a little Michael K. Easton in him because he just he directs <laughs> one episode of TV. He's like, oh, I want to direct TV now forever, and like yeah. he, he gets he gets off on tangents and yeah. and obsessed with certain things. That's where I screwed up. I should have changed my middle name to Tangent. <laughs> Michael T. Easton. <laughs> and the uh, the only other TV thing I had was a uh, was that Preacher's still good. I've seen three episodes now and thought it was good. I have a question though. What Cassidy is like been out in the sun. What's up? With they, they're sort of like direct sunlight. They're, they're kind of bending the rules a little bit. He laid there on the. He was in a hole. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I'll give him that. But it's good. I, they're definitely not doing it exactly like the comics, you know. But it's very entertaining. And these last two episodes have had great cold opens where they're introducing different characters yeah. just completely from left field. And they never talk about him again the rest of the episode. Yeah. So it seems like they're introducing his whole world uh-huh. one you know opening segment at a time. I got to say that I miss our space being totally not being able to understand him at all oh. from the comics. Like you just could not. It just it was gibberish yeah. with translation yeah. underneath it, and it, they they push it as far as they can. But you can understand what he's saying. 
Is anyone watching Wayward Pines? Nope. Does nope. anybody know anything about I've Wayward Pines? I watched the first couple episodes of the first season and couldn't get it. Oh, you got to watch the whole season. Because it, it does have like a Twilight Zone feel, and I'm going to completely spoil this because I know none of you guys are going to watch it. Anyone <laughs> listening either of <laughs> Yeah, like, turn, like, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. But in the first season, there's this like little town that's very closed-minded and conservative and they kind of have these really overboard crazy rules and like they're even like someone gets in trouble they basically put them in the middle of the town slip their throat it's all this like like just crazy things happen yeah and who was this, the actor in the first season some was, big actor they Dylan, killed off um, in like the second episode i was like wow that's kind of shocking i don't remember the second episode but there was one. Oh, I'm trying to think of the. It wasn't name. shocking enough to keep me. Warm. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> but, right. yeah, they had some big name Hollywood actor, and then they killed him off almost immediately. But anyway, the, the main character wakes up in this town, and as it progresses, he's trying to figure out what's going on. Like he finds his old FBI partner that's ten years older than he is, and he can't figure out what's going on. And it's walled in town, and throughout the whole season, all these clues are you know dropping, and. Finally, he finds out what's going on. It's not the present day. It's actually the year 4083. And humanity has ruined the Earth. And humans themselves have evolved into this animalistic beast. And, I mean, it's it's great for anyone that's watching it for the very first time. Because you, you <laughs> didn't, didn't listen to this. Yeah. Well, no, no one listens to me anyway, so why start now? It is so great if you'd never heard what he just said. But the second se- they, they did the second season. Started. I didn't think there was, it was going to come back. And this time, it starts out with the second season that all the kids they were training in the first season are running the town. And most of the adults are back in the um, cryogenic chambers. And it's a very, really, it's just interesting, like, talking about society and how rules are. And Because when the first season they talked about the first city they did this to, they told everyone up front what was going on. And people couldn't handle it. And they basically killed themselves and burnt the town down. So they tried it again with more of a um, Nazi-type overtone of, you know, these are the rules, these, this is what you do, and this is the way it is. So um, go check out Wayward Pines, even though you're not going to. It's really good. <laughs> That's a share. He's sharing that. Well, I watched a show called Wrecked on like, TBS or TNT, one of the T stations. It's a spoof of Lost. So it's I a very saw, timely I saw the promo. It's oh, a very yeah, timely comedy. The for this. Spoofing the hit show yeah, Lost that went yeah. off the air eight years ago. <laughs> I watched good? the pilot because it had Reese Darby in it from mm-hmm. Flight of the Concords, and he's one of the funniest people I've oh, yeah. ever seen. But. It was all right. It had a few good moments. Like, there was the uh, the handsome, like, a dude who looked just like Jack from Lost mm. was like, quick, we got to save people. Hurry. We'll do this. I've been 10 years in the British Special Services. We, we can survive this. And, of course, he immediately he's killed. <laughs> so they're like, they're, so they're left completely in the dark. But it had a few funny moments. But I, I just, I don't get why you greenlight a, a parody of <laughs> Lost this far and cancel other things. That's yeah. the one thing I don't mind. I don't mind them making shows like that that are, you know, could be amusing, hit or miss. But then there's other stuff that they just stop, stop making or send to Canada. <laughs> uh, let's go to comics. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I just hurried back to my comic book store. Right, dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> um, 
Lead with what you love. Lock and key one shot coming out this year, Christmas. I got to add that to my okay. my pool list. <laughs> I think they've had like three different one shots. They're gonna randomly come out with them and collect them eventually. But but they've already put out all the nice collections, paperback. Collections, There's like 27 the different collections. The slipcase editions, the the library editions. Well, now you've got an extra book. You yeah, I, I have like three different <laughs> kinds of everything. But I, I actually have the. The hundred dollar versions, the big leather bound. They only have the first three books out of that. They'll change. They won't even put out the rest. I guarantee before they'll come out with another version. But I love it. I'm definitely digging the one percent. Like that's um, by. Go ahead, Jordan. Kyle Carey Andrews. Yeah, I knew I would screw that up. But it's a a kind of an overtop take on a Batman type character that is going after the rich. That is basically killing society and i mean it definitely has a very over-the-top message but it it's very interesting so far i think anyway. they advertise it as the punisher meets occupy wall street so if, yeah that's a good if you could go at, that was their uh, elevator pitch if you could send a vigilante after those you know white collar criminals i heard today that the that whole dead no more thing that they've been talking about marvel's been te- putting teasers out and then we could tell it had something to do with spider-man and now it's about the clones. Mm-hmm. Jackal's back or whatever with the clone conspiracy. Now, was it? Do, do you have fond memories of the clone saga? I remember it starting out really cool, and they found out it made them money, so then they exploded it, and it sucked. But you had the original Spider-Man clone, and then you had a clone of Gwen, and evidently Gwen had sex with Norman Osborn, and they had twin kids, and... It just went down in all kinds of crazy. Well, this guy likes to bring back Gwen. It, it wasn't that was what the end of that surprise issue we had. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be somebody was saying you know about like it's gonna be bringing back people from Spidey's past and things like that. But it are, could be good. Are you, you know? are you saying like they're actually coming back to life or they're just clones? they're just clones as far as I know. Um, but they have memories of. I'm sure that will be something like that. I would love someone to explain to me how a clone has the memory of someone that's been dead for a while. The, this You should be the last person that, <laughs> that needs this, all the details explained. You know, you just take it all. That the- only works if you digitize the brain <laughs> prior to death. All right. Rebirth, you guys. Uh, I, I assume you're all caught up on Rebirth. You know, you're these big DC guys. Well, I am happy to say I've beginning every single Rebirth. I have not had the time to read them all yet. Um, but so far, like, I did read the Superman and Batman one. Um, really enjoyed those from last week. And this week I picked up the uh, Green Arrow and Titans. the Flash and the Titans and a couple other ones. And um, the Superman ones look really good to me. Like, I'm... I knew I'd like them anyway, but the Flash looks it. I, I, I'm okay with what they're doing with Barry Allen and the Flash and bringing all these ties together, but it just, it kind of is off-putting to me because I just feel like he should be older, and it just like right off the get-go, it's like, oh, he's only been the Flash for a couple years, and supposedly he has this whole history with Wally. I'm like, for what, <laughs> six months? That's my biggest gripe on the whole thing is they're not eliminating that new Fifty Two, yeah, continuity where they're all young. And they've only been the heroes for five years, but they're trying to cram in the rest of you know, the missing ten years, but they're all still the same young characters. It's it's a little iffy. Well, and also in Titans, like, Wally says something about 
while they're the Titans are all talking and then he's like, It's gonna happen again, that's right, that's why I brought you all together. And it's really strange because in a weird way, history is like overlapping, repeating itself. Because in the original Titans from the 60s, they had a character on there called Lilith. And then in the 80s, when George Perez and Marv Wolfman redid it, it was the Raven character. And now it's Lilith again, but she completely acts like she's Raven. Because I, I assume Raven's going to be in the Teen Titans and younger. But it's a weird Hajimaji Podge, all a little bit of everything thrown in. That's it's like, Amer- it's right. like America, baby. Haji, Maji, and Podge. you thought you described our um, <laughs> podcast well. Haji Maji Podge, everything thrown in. I think that that might be the new description. That's a new tagline. Well, I read. I, I, Hashtag Haji Maji Podge. I read that like the Cliff's Note version of reading Rebirth was get DC Rebirth, and you get Flash, then you get Titans. So I got all those and read them. I thought it was good. It was kind of following Wally. Yeah, if you're interested in Wally, those are the three issues he's yeah, been that's, in. Yeah, that's what I... They haven't followed up anything with that twist ending. There's been no more kind of advancement on that, except, uh, you know, just talk with Batman a little bit. But there hasn't been an appearance or anything, as far as we know. And yeah. I think it's cute how, when they do the narrator of the narration of the characters, how it's, like, color to their costume. And Wally West and Barry, their colors are flipped back and forth, where Wally's, like, yellow with red lettering and... Barry's red with yellow lettering. I know what I was going to ask you guys. This you were talking about all your vibrations and stuff. Good really, vibrations. How, how are you able to just create a costume on yourself, or what? What, what is up with that? That's <laughs> on my to do list. Because <laughs> they, you know, no spoilers, but they kind of mentioned that. Well, we just you just do something with the speed force. Well, it's the evolution of the speed force because you know back in the sixties, seventies. You know, Barry Allen had this costume that came out of his ring that was like unstable molecules or whatever, similar to Reed Richards. But as continuity has been rewritten so many times, it's now related to the Speed Force. And during Wally West's run, they there was a time where he got his legs broken, but he was able to use the Speed Force to create a costume around him. He was able to run again, so I, I think it's just the evolution of the speed force. That makes no sense to me. The evolution of the speed force. Uh, I I can understand a ring with a costume <laughs> better, but okay. So you don't know. Um. <laughs> it's like a cosmic cube. It can do. Yeah, it, baby. The writer needs it to do something. Okay. Well, the speed force can solve that problem. Yeah, I was hoping that. I would like to think there's some. They explained it at some point. I guess it's one of those things you don't have to like. Right care about i just saw that and was like what and there was also thing it was like rebirth Re- i've heard this before i i've been boarding and bagging comics the last couple of weeks and i pull out green lantern rebirth i i already have i already have mm-hmm. it i don't need it jordan well but, but that's from like 15 years ago <laughs> so they did this before i, I forgot see that's what happens that was, yeah that was first bringing Hal back yeah. every yeah, time jeff johns it was Jake Jones, right? He likes that title. Yeah, it's, 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 He did it with Green Lantern. He did it with Flash. Now we're doing it with the entire universe. It's what happens when you mess next, with the vibrations. Yeah, next, the Baron Sam Baron. It, it, <laughs> it starts repeating itself. But they're pumping these out. Uh, yeah. Almost Pretty all these things are twice monthly. Mm-hmm. Wow. Try to keep and up. For the That's most part, they 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 don't seem to be bad. Like, I mean, there was a hit or miss here or there, but they seem to have really good content in them so far. 
far as I can tell anyway. Oh, and everyone's been asking about where's the Wildstorm universe, but uh, Brett um, Breeding or uh, Brett Booth, um, there's a pic that he released of the whole Wild um, Storm cast drawn together. I, I think I saw that because yeah. you shared it. Probably. <laughs> so, so there, I was I was aware. You made me aware of this breaking news. I, I'm assuming that uh, what's his face has it as a pocket universe. What's his? Yeah, Doctor. What's yeah, Doctor Manhattan. But bigger than Superman and all that rebirth and all, all that is DC superhero girls. That's that's mm-hmm. the big stuff. That's where the See, money's at. Right here again. This is where if I had money, I would be a billionaire right now because. <laughs> Never a truer statement. Half <laughs> billion dollars. <laughs> I had a nickel for be... every billion dollars I had. <laughs> I might not know how to talk, but I can see into the future, and I know what's going to be popular. I talked to Jordan Lowe about this. Keep this going. <laughs> many, many years ago, that the next big thing that's going to hit is girl comics. And I was like, let's get in on this before it blows up. But the sad point it is, is we don't have no money. And so it's like <laughs> slowly going while everyone else is making all this cash. Yeah, oh. what he said. <laughs> anyway, they say it could be the next billion dollar brand. Oh, they're making cash hand over fist oh, yeah, on I've worked it. with a girl who has little girls. Yeah. And they're, oh, yeah. they like... I've been going out of town to Target because it was like the only place you could even get figures. Well, and Jordan was has told me for a long time now about how the female readership has surpassed the male readership when it comes to comics. Oh, when, you, when you don't look at the direct market that goes to comic shops, when you look at bookstores, internet, Amazon, like Scholastic, like sold in schools, these like young teen graphic novels outsell comic shop stuff by obscene numbers and we just ignore, ignore it, it yeah. like at diamond and comic stores and the, the direct market has just ignored this audience and they're hungry for it so well, i know like i think i told you that on free comic book day they went to a competitor it was nearer to them and they didn't didn't like the store in the first place but then they didn't have that the free comic book version of that came down here and we're very happy to find it and it Damn straight. They just, it's a big hit, so. They also have, like, a movie. Was, that's what I was going to bring up. But yeah, they've got, a, they've got a movie in the works, right? They have yeah. animation shorts on YouTube yeah, right now. Hero of the Year, DVD, August 23rd. Yep. What's weird about it is they, they're mixing the heroes with the villains in the school, because I checked it out, I was curious. And, you know, it has, like, Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn and a couple of the other villains. They're well, all... It's weird. To they're finding. Us. They're yeah. finding themselves. They're still young and yeah. haven't decided whether they're which good is, or bad. Which they also have a version I I came across on Marvel too that was like Avengers Academy that was supposed to be a, one of those games they played, but it was all of the Marvel universe as like young high school type people. Why have, could they have not been doing this for twenty years? You know, the Olsen twins put out videos once a month. Barbie has animated things. Mm-hmm. Tinkerbell, like they're not on TV. They're just direct the video, yep. you know, shorts. You know, it's there's a market out there who want these female friendly adventure stories. And here's two companies with stables of characters <laughs> they could be using, and they just haven't. It's worried the same about type it. of thing with those Star Wars figures and stuff. Not even having Ray in the yep. pack, packages. It's like that's the main character. 
it's just people don't get it. Maybe they're going to learn when DC makes a billion dollars off of that. And I saw, let's see, I saw Sam Wilson's going to be probably speaking at a funeral this next week or something. The only reason I bring this up is because I remember when Cap died, there was, I think, like, issue 26, the one after he died, there was an issue where everybody kept coming up. I think it was like, Sharon, come up to him. was like, I loved your speech at the funeral. You know, and at this point, we had not seen this. He he goes up to Rick Jones. Rick's, like, playing his guitar. He's like, I loved your speech. And then he... Uh, Bucky tells him that somebody else. I'm like, this speech better be freaking great, <laughs> you know. And it, it it pretty much was. It was in one of those fallen sun issues. But now they've got him going to do another one. Uh, I assume it's the character that died in Civil War, which I'm liking that too. I, I like I like Bendis. Yeah, so. I had kind of forgotten that they basically killed that character in the Free Comic Day issue. Yeah, and then when I read issue one, I was like shocked all over again because I'd forgotten the kind of cliffhanger thing. Right. It's like, oh, they killed a very main character, and they all well, they almost killed two main characters. But then the next issue, we learned she was in a coma. It was kind of a deke. But there's one apparently major Marvel movie star character who's dead now. Well, I did want to skip this. It's been a while, but who, who, what comic book character would you have eulogizing Darwin Cook, Michael? And do you have anything to say about him? Famed artist that died recently. DC. That, uh, in DC Comics this past week, uh, every one of them, I think, had a commemoration for him. Like and, a two-page spread, taking yeah. up two whole pages. Mm-hmm. Right, it's yeah. pretty neat. Michael's really thinking about this. You made me all sad now because <laughs> that's my artistic god, and he's right next to Jack Kirby in my eyes as far as storytelling. And... If there was one character that was giving him his eulogy, I'd say it would probably be Martian Manhunter, would be my guess, just based on the New Frontier mini miniseries. It's pretty good. I know my Darwin Cook. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say about him? Or... Um, well, I'm, I guess I'm happy that I just didn't jump on the bandwagon after he passed away and look, because... Uh, as far as people we look up to too many times it happens after they've passed away and just as I've had various people pass away in my lifetime it's the first person that I didn't directly know that really affected me deeply like when I first heard that he had cancer I was like angry and pissed off and then I see that he passed away and I'm just like like if there was one person that I wanted to meet, that would have been it. Like, I still kick myself in the ass for not going up and talking to Dwayne McDuffie at a con. He was right across from me, and I was just too nervous to do it. And I was like, oh, there'll be another time. But I'd never, ever been to a convention that he was at. And I, But, I mean, I'm sure everyone that was a fan of his work, like, he, he's just one of those people that showed that I've tried to just sink into my brain that sometimes – less is more you don't need all this extra line work you can use the shadows and the you can you can tell such a complex story through simplicity and he just understood these like very few artists or writers truly understand the characters that they write or draw and he did like he had it down and nailed and it's just the only thing that i hope that oh that good will come out of it is it will push artists and writers to work harder and do better at their craft because he was 
he he had it. Like, I mean, it's just it's sad that he's gone when he did. So I, I guess that's all I got to say about that. That was well said. But he didn't have a whole huge no. career. Like, there's not a whole lot of yeah. New Frontiers is yeah. most you know famous. He did Catwoman for a while. He's done some things some, here and there, but he doesn't have a ton of backstory. He, well, and it's it's unique. Like that book I have of his, you you see the evolution of his his art style. Um, he actually was in the graphic designer world, and he was in his forties and just was dead ass tired and exhausted and unhappy. And he didn't start doing comics till he was in his forties. I gotta say, my favorite. You know, I love the New Frontier, but. Those variant covers he did that month, you know, DC oh, had special yes. variant cover months. This month was Harley Quinn month, or this month was uh, uh, Halloween zombie month. They did a Darwin Cook month, and he did a variant cover for every book in DC. And we were right in the midst of the New 52. All the costumes have been redesigned to look you know, more updated. They've all got extra lines and, and knee pads and stripes, and you know they're supposed to look hip and modern. And here comes Darwin Cook, did a variant cover... Every one of those is a masterpiece, and they, they each one tells a story. You know, there's the one, you know, Batman, Superman uh, de- uh, defusing a bomb. Like, you get the whole story from one still image of this cover, and they all just look iconic. They all look, you know, the costumes look perfect, like timeless. Just those, that set of covers he did, it was some of the best storytelling DC's done in 20 years. A bunch of still images. So, I, yeah, that, yeah, he does not get the credit he deserves for as a designer. And, I mean, that's, like, one of the number one rules of a comic book artist is if you take the words completely out of the comic book, does it still tell a story? And even, like, everyone hated before Watchmen. That was the one bright gem, I thought, in that whole series. I love, like, to me, it actually fits in the whole Watchmen universe, and it was a very well-crafted story, and he wrote and drew it. Yeah, you had me read New Frontier years ago, Mm -hmm. and I, I thought it was really good. So, definitely will be missed in the comic world. Let's go on to movies. In a world in the year 2017. In a time of tradition. In a city where anything can happen. In a war that isn't his. Every day in New York City. On the Miami Police Force. In the deep south. From the sewers of Gotham. From the rooftops of Gotham. Above Gotham. And just a few things we got. They said they were going to clear it up. The Justice League movie is going to be called Justice League. That's what Jeff Johns said. So, in case you were wondering. Stop the presses. Woo. How it's original. not JLA. It's not the league. And J.K. Simmons is ripped. Well, he's he's totally it, right? ripped. Yeah. Like, who the heck is he playing? He's uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Now, I was going to ask you, Was it? Uh, I heard that at some point Commissioner Gordon was in costume. That's something. Are we? Is he getting bulked up? Not too long ago. Yeah. That was really. I. That was one of the reasons why I dislike the Fifty Two. Commissioner Gordon does not become Batman and have a bat suit. And What's I. When I say. When I say bat suit, I'm talking like a mecha suit. That well, yeah, was, he had a robot suit, and then he had a yeah. bat suit under underneath that. That's right Weird. up there with Superman wearing a t-shirt and riding a Harley. <laughs> no. <laughs> bad. Bad. <decision. laughs> But, yeah, he looks freaking ripped. Like, I was wondering if he was going to play, like, an angel or something. I guess I must have skipped over. He was playing Commissioner Gordon. And DC might be going through some management changes. I don't know if anybody's heard anything about that just because of 
Batman versus Superman underperforming and com- comics underperforming too. Even though now I think they're definitely getting a boost, I would think. But I don't know. Are about. they doing anything with their Vertigo line these days? They had a big thing this past year. They launched about a dozen new titles, and not many of them are still going. Because the last I heard with Vertigo, they're like, "Hey, we need properties that we can make a TV show out of." Vertical or ver- vertical Vertigo has always been those out there and left field books and that's but where at it this should point, stay. how do you attract a creator you can go to image and yeah. you own your character or take it to vertigo and you know warner brothers owns it why would a top tier creator with a great idea go to vertigo good question and like i said earlier jeff goldblum is putting his spin on the grandmaster <laughs> he said he's a hedonistic pleasure seeker enjoyer of life and tastes and smells Ah, oh, mm, ah, yes. <laughs> he said, I, I can do that, I'll bet. <laughs> he said, you know, basically, I hope he gives, gives me a little room to then throw me out on the first day. Talking about Taika Waititi, the director, who's hilarious. But uh, And Carl Urban, Dread, was cast as Scourge the Executor. I wonder if he's going to shave his head. Like, um, Carl Urban, I know I, I said this on previous podcasts, but I just really like him as an actor because every role he gets into... He becomes that part and does it very well. Like when I saw him as the Bones on uh, Star Trek, I was shocked that that was him because of the way he had changed his mannerisms. And then he goes from that to being Dread. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Josh Brolin's going on and on about the Infinity War script, saying it's great. He's you know he's going to be Thanos, and he is. He's almost more known for being Thanos. He's never even done it yet, <laughs> it, but he's all excited about that and we ne- had never got around to mention that feige and the russos all admitted that a black widow movie is anticipated which was good to hear and we heard some news are they gonna get an asian person to play her <laughs> i don't know <laughs> we heard some news that uh about a friend of ours pearl mother pearl mother Not being uh, <laughs> Feige uh, is not fit to shine Perlmutter's shoes. Who? <laughs> Do you want me to sing it for you? I would love it. Perlmutter. <laughs> Tell us about that, Cliff. I'm just amazed that week after week we can still find Perlmutter. <laughs> we can I, get I, that name drop in. There. I tried to read that article, and I it just seemed it, like behind the scenes just... Uh, People just talking. I, it, I didn't get anything from it. I didn't if either. I missed something, to please tell me. But it didn't I, seem. Like I even much. printed the thing out because I had read it like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I read it. Didn't it and was it was just some guy back behind it, the scenes upset. It just sounded like corporate infighting, more more or less to me. Somebody credit, taking a side. Yeah. Well, I came up with the idea for Marvel movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, Oh well, it was worth it. It got the job done. We got to hear the <laughs> hear the drop again. Um, and then just a couple other blips. Suicide Squad finally is rated. It's going to be PG thirteen. Is that movie ever going to come out? August fifth. Like they've been August, talking about it forever. August fifth. It's always been that. But. <sighs> and Norbert Reedus says he would. He'd like to play Ghost Rider. I would love to see that, like, as him as Johnny Blaze. <laughs> he wants to bring his own motorcycle? Yeah, oh, he, yeah. he has a motorcycle, he wants to be a Ghost Rider. That would say he should be Ghost Rider on his new motorcycle show <laughs> on AMC. Be. But as long as he plays the Johnny Blaze character, not Danny Ketch, he's got to play Johnny Blaze. Okay. I will. Michael says so. I'll put that in. And I just wanted to quickly say something about, you know, we got this, if you're a 
listener from our area. We have the great People's Bank Theater down there, and they're showing movies mm-hmm. every once in a while. And this week, Thursday, June 23rd, The Man Who Knew Too Much, Alfred Hitchcock, Jimmy Stewart, Doris mm-hmm. Day, Case huh. Sarah, Sarah. They're showing at 7 o'clock. I think it's 8 bucks. And I was just in there for a concert last week, and it's just such an awesome venue that we need to take advantage of and we'll go watch these movies or they're gonna, not going to do it. Wh- when is it? Sunday? I think it's 7 p.m. Thursday, Thursday this week. I'm just happy to see that they've had a like it seems to be working. They've had a lot of sold out shows, and it seems to it's it's not sitting there empty. So it, so far it's no, like, it's constant. Yeah, uh, something going on or showing or oh, performance yeah. or whatever down there. It now. was amazing. I mean, that Venues. place has been oh. over 20 years in the remaking. Yeah. Well, what well, was one thing you know, I'll say real quick? We went and saw Brandy Carlisle, who's a really good, good artist, but she took advantage. It was the only place on her tour that they just got her and the, the band got just in front of the mics, shut them off, and just did acoustic. She goes, because you can, everybody in here can hear us. Nice. And it, and it was the only place we could do that. Hmm. And it was awesome. Um, so we've been talking about TVs, t- movie, comics, all different types of media. Jordan has a deep thought for us this week. And now, deep thoughts. Well, that, that movie Warcraft came out, and it tanked based on the video game. And I just saw an article that said that doesn't even matter. What The box office in America is barely matters to these studios anymore because it was a huge blockbuster in China and it was saying they're going to make a sequel it doesn't matter how badly it did in America the critics were really savaged it too but uh, and they're saying that the two biggest movies that came out in China last year or this year whatever that were produced in China they come out here as like art house films or that they they may open in New York or L.A., but we I'd never heard of the two. They listed the two in the article, and I'd never heard of them as the two biggest movies in China. And I was saying, we could get to the point where that happens with these big superhero movies or blockbusters, where they're just produced in China, made in with you know Chinese studios, and they might open in America if we want them or you know, if we get a little art house theater. So the, that might be the future where... Hollywood has always been it's Hollywood and then oh if we make a little money in other countries that's good but we might there are so many new Chinese uh, the economy is changing so fast in China there's so many new theaters popped up there's so much money in China that we're about to get past and they're going to take our summer blockbusters from us they can keep Avatar (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're single handedly going to bring you know dozens of Avatar movies Mm -hmm. and Warcraft movies it's true so well, I just got to think. Oh, any other? No, go ahead. No, uh, I just uh, we talk about your deep thoughts all day. That's <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, the Assassin's Creed movie is coming out. Warcraft just came out. There's such a long history of these video game movies, comic book movies, and all these adaptations. What is the point? Is there? I want to. I want to ask you guys what you think of what is the best way to tell a story. Should these things be adapted from one format to the other? Because I thought about this years ago. I I tried really hard to find this interview, and I couldn't. But I, th- I swear it was in college. I read an interview with Alan Moore, and it was before, I think, maybe Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen was in production. But someone asked him what he thought of the movies, and should we turn yours? Th- and, and he's a contrarian anyway, so right. I thought he was just being a jerk. But he said, movies are like my fifth favorite art form. And I 
think that's the quote. I don't quote me exactly, but I remember that. I remember that quote so vividly. I'm like, oh, he's just being. You know, movies are awesome. How can you downgrade movies? And then as the years go by, there are so many other art forms that do things better than movies do. To me, comics. I, I, I came up with six art forms: movies, TV, comics, novels, video games, and live stage performances. And so many stories, you know, movies are the be-all, end-all. That's what everyone wants to turn everything into a movie. But they're so limited by the amount of time you get, by the budget, by the actors, by the studios. Every one of these other art forms has advantages movies don't. So why are movies still, you know, with the special effects, with the, you know, we can do TV, we can spend hours and hours on TV. I mean, everyone has, you know, pros and cons. But I, I just I still don't get why movies are still a pinnacle of the art form. Do you think it has something to do with our attention span? Yeah, I like think it's it a does. Condensed, <laughs> it's a condensed version, and it being limited, it with the movie it's going to play to the everyman. Whereas you know, like with a lot of people that read the books, don't usually like the movie version of it, but they're like so into the books. Versus, you know, the other art forms. And is it just that this is the layman's, the movies, the basically the layman's version? Uh, to me, it's like the movies are final. The movies are the, they dominate pop culture. Not everyone's read the book, but mm -hmm. everyone knows the movie. Well, they, they make the most money, and movies to me are, I had three things. Money, pop culture, reach, and longevity. So yes, all the money's in Hollywood. You're not going to become a millionaire making comic books or you know playing video games. But if and and movies last forever. We still watch movies from the 30s and 40s, and they are a pop culture touchstone. Yeah, movies are cultural. Movies are an event. We go with our friends, with our family as a date to the movies. It's an event we're going to. Whereas we're going to sit down alone with a book or a novel or a comic book. It's more intimate. It's more intimate. I think that's a big part of it. It's cultural for us. It always has been since the 1930s or 40s or but whatever. But is that going away as it being an event anymore because people have you the watch 80 them on, inch screen TVs. You watch them on your phone now or in your living room in your underwear. <laughs> I think I watch more on my phone than I do on my TV anymore because technology has changed. But, yeah, it used to be an event. Like going back sure. to the guys that had the dinosaur walking back in the early days of movies – like, they would take that from town to town, just and everyone would come in, and it mm -hmm. would be a big event. Just and you like, couldn't do it in any other format. Yeah, right. Movies were special that way. Mm -hmm. But now there's so many other avenues to do it. I don't know. I drove by the local theater here this afternoon about 3 o'clock, and the parking lot was packed because Finding Dory premiered. So I don't think it's going away. Um, well, I, like, I think it's... Maybe lesser, but yeah. I don't think. Well, it's just going like away. Seth said when he went to the Star Wars opening. Yeah, like, it's an event. Yeah. So what's the best? Well, comics, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> now I just I think say TV show right now TV is be I've there I can name six TV shows I've enjoyed better than the last twenty movies I've seen. Like mm -hmm. I, I TV gives you hours and hours to tell a story. And the budgets are as good as, you know, they, things look almost as good as they do in the movies. You know, novels, of course, you can, hundreds and hundreds of pages, you can get that in-depth feeling you can't get in a, a quick bite of pop culture. You can go, you can, you can go over thousands of years of history or, you know, one family, you can do anything with a novel. 
And I, I don't know if, you know, stage performance, I don't have the, you know, great history with that, but there's something about a live performance, again, connecting to an audience that you can't get in any other format. And I don't know if this is a, you know, people have been arguing our video games art for a while. I don't think there's any debate, especially these movies that keep coming out based on video games. Why do you want to go sit and watch Warcraft? If you've played hours and hours and hours <laughs> of Warcraft yeah. in that world, mm-hmm. you're, you're part of the, you're one of the characters, you're part of the story. What benefit is it to go sit and watch it on a big screen? It's totally different. I think video game, they've made so many video game movies and none of them can, you know, there's just, that's a Has cliche. there ever been one that's been successful? I, well, I made a list. <laughs> Angry I'm Birds. I'm surprised Halo hasn't come out as an actual movie. They've been talking about that mm-hmm. for years. Like, because they, they've done different projects that I've actually enjoyed with that. So I came up with a couple. Angry Birds made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. People seemed to like it. The Tomb Raider movies seemed yeah. people liked. Uh, then Resident Evil and Silent Hill had kind of a... Uh, Cult following. Uh, yeah, they had a cult yeah. following. They had a series of movies. And then we come up with Street Fighter, Mario <laughs> Brothers, Prince of Persia, Blood Rain, Mortal Kombat, Dead or Alive, Double Dragon, Max Payne, Doom, Wing Commander, Alone in the Dark, House of the Dead, Hitman, and I could go on. Yeah, a bunch of nothing. That, you know, the, and these are great games. You know, people love Prince of Persia. They love Doom and Hitman. Like, these are classic video games that you got immersed in and became these characters and loved and then I oh, would we'll just take them and put them on the screen. And there's just you lose that thing where you're part of the story. And I don't see the appeal. If I'm a huge fan of a game, I was thinking Red Dead Redemption is my favorite video game of all time. It's probably the best Western of all time. And it's me riding the horse and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, shooting the bad guys. Like, I'm part of that. I don't need to go see it on a screen. Yeah, I, I, I love all these forms of media. But I say you're kind of a cinephile, aren't you? Well, I love movies, definitely. But then I Let's, I can't argue with any of this I, when I think of how you know I love Breaking Bad and how that is just so flushed out on the TV show like I can't imagine trying to put something like stuff something like that into a movie and mm-hmm. then I, but then I think if there w- had been a book I probably would have read it and said it was better than the TV show <laughs> because I'm one of those people but you know so I always feel like the what I get out of a book I know you. There's no pictures, and we've discussed this before, so, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, you insert your own imagination. You, your budget is endless, you know, to be able to picture it. But what I hate in a movie or a TV show is I don't get to know what the characters are thinking. And you, that is one of the biggest things you get from a book. You can get everybody's motivations. You're not trying to figure out what the heck, why somebody did something. Well, that's one thing I hated in the comics is they thought, it was a good idea to do away sh- do away from the inner monologue of a lot of the characters. You'd have the thought thought mm-hmm. bubbles and like, oh, we, we don't need this anymore. Like, no, yes, you do. Right. To me, any art where you are active instead of passive, you know, TV and movies, you walk, they happen to you. Right. They're projected toward you, and you just watch them. A comic book and a novel, you you hear the voices in your own head. You are picturing it. You know, a stage performance. You know, they're they're acting you know, they, they, to your they, response helps the actor right. react. You know anything where there's give and take and active activity rather than a passive experience. Yeah, I those think, are probably the superior yeah. art form. What do you, what do you think, Cliff? Uh, it, it really varies on on the material. I think about when you're talking about like Breaking Bad and stuff. Then I think about something like that I enjoyed forever, like The Office. 
I can't imagine that as a book. I, I can't imagine <laughs> that as a c- condensed into a movie. No. I can't. Um, so then why are these people obsessed with translating every popular thing yeah. into every version? I, I, I need the office video game well, and the office right. stage play. Like, you don't. I, I if think, it's perfect in one art form, right. Right. why do you have to mess with it? Money. I, well, well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what it comes down to is money. Money, dollar, dollar, bill, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wish we were in another format so everybody could have seen that. <laughs> it's similar to Jack Flagg from a week or two ago. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know that there's. It, I, it's an individual choice. It's. I, I don't know that there's a perfect venue for for anything, but it comes down to you, you yourself, your personality, what you enjoy, why why you choose to consume it in the way you do far as why they make it why does everything have to be a movie well money is the bottom line but there's also the same flip side of it of things that have started out as like cartoons or thing like that and then they you know i remember when all the comics started coming out based on shows that had been canceled to continue the storyline mm-hmm. and i immediately said nah not gonna fly yeah and a lot of those have taken off really well. Well, for some reason, there always seems to be somebody out there that goes, I'm going to take what you did, and I'm going to make it better than this other art form. I just think it hurts the 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 originality and the, you know, when, you, when you're creating something with an eye toward, well, this could be a lot of other things. I think it waters it down. I think comics, especially right now, are indie comics. Uh, <laughs> you... you you're not a success unless you have a movie deal coming out. And it's just make good comics. Like, don't worry about the movies. And especially, like, Broadway, everything on stage right now is based on a movie. You know, they've done, uh, you know, Hamilton, I guess, was the big mm-hmm. thing. They yeah. want people like, when are they going to make a Hamilton movie? Yeah. Like, well, how do you get that same experience? You wouldn't. As a movie about, you know, Hamilton. But they are going to, fa- they said they're, they're today they're filming like a yeah. couple of their performances. Yeah. But, you know, they turn it, you know, The Lion King is, you know, a classic Broadway production now. Mm-hmm. Newsies, Hairspray, The Full Monty, these all started as movies and have become classic Broadway things. But they've also done Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, gonna bring that whose, up too. whose idea was yeah. to, you know, Spider-Man does not need to be swinging across the stage. It it's, just doesn't work. It's weird because sometimes when you develop it into other media formats, it all changes. The the whole story, like, I mean, it they're telling the same story, but there's so many aspects that it turns it into its own beast. So I guess we don't have an answer to you any know, of this. I, I mean, there's no way to say one art form is better yeah. than another. Right. But I just, I, I, my question is why, why okay. are... I wouldn't read a book. Yeah. It can't be a good book. Nobody's ever tried to turn it into a movie. Right. Like that that attitude we all have, and we're all guilty of it. Well, we all want our favorite books turned into movies. I mean, yeah. we're like, I can't wait till they do that. They're going to screw it up. I'm going to be mad, but I want to see it. Yeah, that's true. I think it's about that time, unless someone else has anything. Yeah, before we go out, I just wanted to send out our own thoughts and prayers to the victims and the victims' family of the Pulse nightclub shooting down in Orlando, Florida, uh, this past Sunday, and also to the Graves family who had a tragic accident down at Walt Disney World on last Tuesday um, while they were vacationing. So uh, thoughts and prayers from all of us here at uh, the Kapow Podcast and the River City Podcast Network. As always, everyone... <laughs> The most illustrious Michael K. Easton. 
I don't know what version of Earth you're on right now. <laughs> I'm Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm going to head out and enjoy all the tastes and smells in the universe. The Grandmaster. <laughs> Grandmaster Seth and the Furious Five. <laughs> Money dollar dollar bill, y'all. Pearl Mutter. He's the man, the man with the Midas touch. A spider's touch. Touch a cold finger. Beckons you to enter his web of sin. Kiss of death from Mr. Pearl Mutter.